When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, we get to call this a winner's lounge because this win today was electric. Games like this... You look at them and you're like, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Like, this is why we show up and we go to these games. It's for moments like these. A walk-off homer, an incredible debut. Just so much to talk about today. A lot of wild stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're right. That's probably the best part is we can actually talk about a win after having lost six games in a row, five in a row on this homestand. In danger of, I believe, only the second time in franchise history to have an 0-6 homestand. They lost 15 of 16 to the NL West pretty much since uh, they'd taken those first two games again in uh, San Diego to start the year. Mm-hmm. But they get it done, and I don't really know where to begin. Is it the <laughs> first home run, the second, the third, or the fourth? There's four home runs today for the Rockies. I was going to say, let me, get, let me get my scorecard out. Yeah, this was a busy game. <laughs> Let's start with the last. Let's go memento style and talk about Nolan Jones. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Walk off. Home run, the first of his career, uh, the 72nd in Rockies history, mm-hmm. a walk-off home run, and the first since last September when Elias Diaz did it. Yeah, and also, you know, we, we're going to hear from Nolan Jones in a second, his first, his first walk-off ever. Yeah, it's that was It's always funny awesome. to see that, like, oh, you never made it happen in Little League. <laughs> no, yeah. we made it happen up here in the majors at the top stage of baseball. Let's go, Nolan Jones. I, I'm sure with these guys, it's 50-50. They have either a bad memory or, you know what, those moments really never did happen for them. And yeah. they just uh, were able to do it. So that was just so wonderful to see from him. Before that, we had, well, before that, there, was, there wasn't much because we had an hour and 25-minute rain delay that did not actually feel that long. I, I was working on an article, so mm-hmm. it, time kind of went out the window, but it, it seemed quicker than that. Yeah, you know what? That rain delay bought you a little time. You're going to like yeah. have a much nicer night because of it. But that rain delay, first of all, we're starting the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. Rymac comes up. He's the first batter in that inning. Hits a home run to tie the game. It's pouring rain. And then that's when the umps are like, you know what? This is the time for the rain delay. So, right. of course, at that point, you're like, okay, we don't know how long the rain delay is going to be. We don't know how long this game is going to stay tied. I mean, I was thinking, like, we could be here for a really long time. So good on uh, good on Nolan Jones for making sure it was quick after we got out of that rain delay. 
Yeah, and I, I think he even said that pretty much all the guys that were ahead of him, the vets, they were like, no, I, don't worry, you're not even going to have to hit because we're going to hit it out. <laughs> he did say that. Uh, it didn't quite happen that way. They'll get you claim close. That was nice. Yeah, that, that ninth inning was interesting to say the least because uh, the score was 3-3 in true memento style. Look, we'll, we'll get to how the three for the Rockies came about. <laughs> but for the Padres, they scored a run in the top of the ninth mm-hmm. uh, with a walk to Hassan Kim. He moves up. Uh, we had a wild pitch. There was a single. There was an error on that play. I don't know how anyone pitches in rain like it that. It got wild. It got really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it got wild. Justin Lawrence. I mean, we were. I was kind of worried that they weren't going to be able to grip the ball. But since they had already started that inning and the m- momentum kind of had already started going, I was like, all right, we have to finish this out unless it gets a little bit wild. So when they got the third out, the Rockies in the top of the ninth, the grounds crew, I don't know if you saw this, actually went out and they kind of took off uh, some kind of covering over the tarp. And we thought, oh, they're going to do it now? It's, it doesn't seem right because if you were to take the tarp off now or put it on now, then take it off when it's dry for the Rockies in the bottom of the ninth, well, they don't get the same advantage of a wet baseball being thrown and wild mm. pitches. So grounds crew unveiled the tarp but didn't roll it out. They went back in and they said, all right, let's, let's try to play the ninth. I think we got three pitches in before McMahon uh, hit it one off the facade of that of that third deck, as you mentioned. That's we still don't know how far it a went. Bomb. We you don't know. know. Um, are you Stat- sure we don't know? Take a I look. Saw, I didn't Maybe see, it got updated. I didn't see any uh, posts about the actual uh, distance of the home run until after the rain delay ended. Yeah, I know that. I think the rain must have messed with it. So it I, definitely wasn't as immediate as yeah. it normally is. But uh, he goes and does that, and then when when that run scores, he hits that home run. The dugout erupts. Everyone who stuck around, mm-hmm. uh, the diehards out there, they stuck around. They went crazy. They enjoyed it. Then the ump said, okay, now we're on fair ground. I pretty much figured if we were, we were going to go to extra innings, they would have brought the tarp out. And although they didn't, they did at least wait for it to be like a tie score. Hey, Rockies, you get, you get a, your, your fair licks in. Mm-hmm. You tied it. Now we'll go ahead and, and run the tarp out. You know what? Um you know what? What a dong has on their account. They have it listed. Rymax Homer. Sure. Four hundred and forty-two feet. Nice. Yeah. Nice. A no doubter. It would have donged anywhere. It would have. That, and it that's, donged here. That's nice to see. And mm-hmm. then, how did we even get to the ninth inning? Well, the Rockies are down three-one <laughs> going into the bottom of the eighth. Now, Denelson Lamette. Let's let's give him a little credit. Five innings pitch, gave up three runs. Best start from him that we've seen in the three, mm-hmm. that gives you some hope, maybe? Uh, at you least it, it gives the Rockies coaching staff a reason to give him at least one more start and see what he's got left I, in the tank. I think technically one of those runs was unearned, too. You know what? That's so, right. Uh, yeah, that's right. One of them yeah. was unearned, and it was from an error that he made. So he found a know, loophole. I don't know how that doesn't count as a I know. run. I've always kind of thought, like, wait a minute. I know what you're doing, you crafty bastard, you. You crafty bastard. It says it in the rule book somewhere, so I'm just quoting it. Um, but <laughs> Danelson Lamette does a nice job. Blake Snell, even better job, only gives up the one run. He had struck out 12 batters. This is the eighth mm. or the ninth instance uh, of this happening. And uh, it happened only by seven guys before this. Randy Johnson had done it twice. The last was Jacob DeGrom in 2021. So it, it's rare that in Denver, Mile High or Coors Field, you get a 12-strikeout game from just about anybody. Right? John Gray did it, yeah. uh, of course, but uh, from the opposing pitcher. So Snell was great. We get to the, the bottom of the eighth, and Coco Montez already had his moment. Coco Montez, it's Coco Day. 
It, That's it, it. it really is Coco Day. It's his debut. He has had such a long journey through the minors to get here. He's been grinding down, down there for so long. But, you know, that first at bat, he gets a hit. Yeah. And then the homer. The homer to tie it all up. It, it was all about Coco and, and tip of the cap to Blake Street Banner. We are going to have Aaron on this Monday. We promised it last week. We were able to figure out some things. So we'll talk okay, about good. him. He had the scoop. He was the first one out there. And I was going to say, yeah, no, they they were on top of it. So we, good on, good for you, Blake Street Banter. Thank BSB you for keeping boys. us all posted. But yeah, this was an exciting time. That was cool. Yeah. So he gets uh, he gets the call up. We see him. He flies in early in the morning. Seems very calm, even keel. We'll, we'll see him uh, discuss uh, what it was like getting that that promotion here at at age 26 after being a 15th round pick out of the University of Southern Florida article up right now mm-hmm. on the DNVR.com. But he's even killed and Buddy even says in the dugout before the game, like, yeah, he does not get rattled at all. He also said he doesn't vibrate. We had not heard that ter- phrase before. I've never heard that term. I didn't know if that was like a baseball term that I'm just not aware of. It's not. It's only my second season in the majors. I'm like, okay, did I miss something? Okay, so I'm glad it's like not a thing. So we're baseball insiders. We hadn't heard it. But there's an even further inside loop within those insiders mm-hmm. where apparently they say guys, some of them, don't vibrate. Or do you think like Buddy's just like making up words and messing with us at this point? How many times did he drop that baseball or the shortened baseball? Baseball. Now he's just abbreviated. Buddy's funny. <laughs> he doesn't have time for that. So, yeah, just had the, the calm heartbeat. And maybe it helped him in a sense. And I think he kind of briefly did mention that post game. It helped him going up to the plate that, that first at bat because he already had some early pregame jitters. That first at bat almost didn't even happen because of something that, that took place uh, in the top of the second, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, he and Brenton Doyle collided in the outfield trying to catch a, catch a fly ball. Crazy. Uh, it, they were down for a minute. I was like, oh, no, no, no. This cannot be the story of uh, Brent Doyle and Coco Montez right now. Like, both of them, such young, exciting players. I'm like, we cannot have another injury. Not today. Not in this economy. I thought Doyle had gotten smashed harder from watching the play. And then the replay, you see Coco's body kind of jolt forward a little bit. And mm-hmm. you say, oh, maybe he's the one that's going to feel it. And maybe he will tomorrow morning when he wakes up in Boston. Probably um, will, yeah. But he's like, no, I'm not coming out of this game. I'm staying in. Someone commented, hey, man, that's what happens when you got all these young guys turning over. They don't know how to play with each other. Except they do. I mean, you know, Doyle and Montez did play a little bit together late yeah. in, the, in the season last year with, with Albuquerque, uh, as well as in spring training. But he's okay. Gets that base hit. Comes to the plate, sans batting gloves. We'll have to talk about that another time. That's a whole other thing. No batting gloves in the bottom of the eighth. And you say, he doesn't get rattled, buddy. Is that is that really true? Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. There was there there were no rattles. There were no vibrations. Home, just good vibes. Home run off Luis Garcia, 377. Two left field in the bleachers. We didn't find out if he got uh, the ball. You hope that he got that. He's got oh at least has his first base hit. Mm-hmm. That's okay. He's got that one. Uh, so that was really huge for, for him to have that. But goes 377 left field off the second pitch slider. That was pretty much center cut. Mm-hmm. But still, veteran guy, uh, older guy, experienced guy, man. Pulling through like that on, on his debut. Ninth Rocky mm-hmm. in franchise history to, to Homer in his debut game. First since 2019 when Sam Hilliard actually did it. Sam Hilliard. We're going to see Sam Hilliard playing against the Rockies in a couple of days. Going to see him in Atlanta. It's uh, as That's pretty... I'm excited about that because he's he's been doing really well in Atlanta. We obviously wish Sam Hilliard nothing but the most success. Yeah. 
Yeah. Great, great A dude. Is great. Let's let's get to the video on on Nolan Jones because yeah. he's been doing it really well. Uh, sometimes you're in the right place at the right time. I was there at the right place at the right time when we got him his walk up music. Article just dropped yesterday <laughs> about how well Nolan Jones has been playing. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then he hits this walk off home run. But let's hear from him what this moment was like. He's a bit exasperated here. He's catching his breath because yeah. it was a moment. It was a whirlwind. Nolan Jones, take it away, man. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I think, I mean, my mindset was just, it's just another at bat. Um, you know, I tried to get a good pitch to hit and drive it. Uh, tried to stay a little focused and get some swings in the cage during our, during a little break. Just took it as another at bat. I got a change up. Um, but I saw one put a good swing on it. How's it feel to hit a no doubter? Uh, there's not, I don't think I can fair it to anything. I think uh, it's the best feeling in the world and to get an opportunity to help the team win and, you know, put it away there in the ninth, uh, I felt really good. Have you had a walk-off home run before? I think that's the first in my life. Hmm. Yeah, that's, there's not much feeling that I could, uh, I don't really feel anything right now. It's kind of crazy. I mean, the young guys were contributing a little bit. Um, obviously, great pitching today. Um, everyone, everyone did their part. Um, so to get any any wins, a big one. Um, but after a little skid there, we had. Um, I think that was a big one before we hit the road. Yeah. Nojo went numb. That's yeah. it. That's all you can say. I, I just you could see it in his eyes that he was just like so bewildered, so excited. Uh, this was a really great moment for yeah. this really exciting young player. It was awesome. Yeah, he. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, he's not actually a rookie. He's yeah. not. He has the exact 45 days of service time <laughs> that takes him out. Normally, you look at playing time, like how many plate appearances a guy has uh, or uh, innings pitched as a, as a reliever uh, or starting pitcher. But uh, he doesn't have the at-bats, doesn't have the games played, but he's got the service time from being up on the roster. And that's has nothing to do with the three games he was up with the Rockies earlier in the year and didn't play. That did not spoil his rookie eligibility, mm -hmm. just didn't have it. So uh, unfortunately, despite how great he might play for the rest of this year, not eligible for the Rookie of the Year award. I know. That's kind of a little bit of a robbery, I think. But at the same time, if you're crushing it, you're crushing it. Yeah. And that is really what is the most important He's having a good time. I had planned to start off the show by by having some Ezekiel Tovar appreciation. Yeah. Because Buddy had kind of called for it over the weekend. Like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we're not talking about this kid enough, a guy who is a rookie, who is in the mix uh, to be the National League Rookie of the Year award. And he went out today, had his fifth home run. Mm -hmm. You know, the gets, gets the Rockies off to an early start against a, a pretty notable guy in, in Blake Snell. So he's got Snell as a notch on his belt, Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> Snell, Kershaw, like all the best dudes. He's got it. Yeah, entering That's today. Awesome. Entering today, batting 343, eight doubles, a homer. Uh, now two, of course, seven RBI through his previous 19 games since May 22nd. Had hit safely in 16 of 19 games and ranked third among NL rookies in batting through this span. Defensively, we know all season long, he's been doing it. All the defensive metrics really like what he's been able to put out there. So as much as Kyle Freeland has been that steadying presence in the rotation, I think Ezekiel Tovar has really been somewhat of a steadying presence in the lineup. Sure, it's at the bottom, so maybe less pressurized situations. But we did see him batting second today. He was batting second today. Which came, came in clutch. Again, getting the Rockies uh, on the board nice and early there. Yeah. You know, I... Uh, um I was going to say, well, like, everyone's so injured at this point. Like, yeah, well, like, you got to put him somewhere. <laughs> you <laughs> no, do. but he, 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 um, uh, he was played up to the occasion. I love to see that. Also, like, I noted, um, because I think I tweeted a picture of the lineup and someone was like, look at all the yard goats on there. I'm like, there are five, oh, yeah. Yeah, five former yard goats on this, 
in this lineup today. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. yesterday I had, I had noticed that the young guys, and we have to just call them that because, again, mm-hmm. Jones and Montero are not, not uh, they don't have rookie. Right, they not don't have rookies. that rookie eligibility. They're, you think of them as rookies, but no, they don't have rookie eligibility. But Doyle and Tovar do. Mm-hmm. So those four guys were in the lineup for only the second time together. Today, they're in the lineup again in addition to Robert Patrick Montez. So you actually had five of those young guys in the lineup, which... You just full-named Coco. R.P. Montez? Yeah, man. Coco. He's um, the guy. One of one of the photographers today asked me, like, why Coco? That's like, is that really his name? I'm like, no. You, you remember the story. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the story about why Coco goes by Coco? No, I, I hadn't even heard about Coco until today. <laughs> He's like, like I, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, remember the name now. Uh, so Coco Montez from the Miami area. Um, when he was born, when Coco Montez was born, he just had like this big bald head and his family was like, oh, he's like a little coconut. So they started calling him Coco. I... I I was thinking hot chocolate, but nope, nope. Uh, it is cocoa because he it's he's not our cocoa. It's coco, which cocoa. is different. Oh, okay. It's different. I'm so sorry. Well, I, I like the familial connections too because, you know, of course we had you know Chase Anderson talking about you know his uh, his father, the passing of his father, and mm-hmm. and and what that means. And uh, I think he might have talked about that on Friday uh, with with the clothes that he that he wears uh, to each mm-hmm. and every one of his starts. And then Coco Montez with his nickname given by his grandfather. Uh, again, it's just nice. Baseball is that sport. A lot of other sports are that way too, but I feel like baseball really is a sport that's handed down from one generation to another mm-hmm. to another. Grandfathers to grandsons, grandmothers to granddaughters, you name it. Yeah. Well, you know, I like my the biggest baseball influence in my life was my grandfather. So yeah, I inherited it. I love I that. Yeah. You you inherited your passion for going to ball games, I imagine, and uh, acting a fool, as we all do, having fun. <laughs> this is a transition where, where to talk about going? the DNVR uh, bar on the corner of Colfax, there New York. There we go. And signing up, becoming an official diehard, so you can get 15% off all your food and drink here. Uh, the normal $10 cover charge for the NBA Finals, uh, which does include a free brick brew. You actually get in for free if you're a diehard, along with 20% off all of our... Uh, takeovers that we might have in the tailgates. And you were at one on Saturday yes. against the Padres. Didn't get the win on that either. We're 0-2 Didn't on these. The win. But, a, but an exciting game nonetheless. And again, another young guy that you wanted to see was Corbin Carroll for the Diamondbacks first. And then Fernando Tatis right right beneath y'all. <laughs> yeah. Right beneath y'all. Um, it was actually so much fun. So, yeah, we were in Section 108, so out in right field, right above Fernando Tatis. Um, so he actually, he definitely, he gave my friend Steph the salute because she had a, she had a poster that said, show me your Tatis. That's how <laughs> little, you pronounce it. That's how you play, pronounce it. A little play on words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. He definitely noticed it. Uh, we got a lot of attention for that sign, too. It was it was so much fun. Um, I was telling everyone, be ready. This is home run territory. Ooh. But we didn't get any out there on Saturday. <sighs> but Cronenworth hit a home run to that very section today on Sunday. I think McMahon's ball kind of might have dropped down in there. Oh, did it drop? off the facade in that general area, oh, okay. right field, right? Yeah, no, that, that's true. Uh, but it was so much fun. <laughs> Another really funny thing happened. Uh, Nolan Jones was involved in this too. So in between innings, Nolan Jones went and threw a ball to a kid with a glove. Cool. You know, to give them a, give them a little souvenir. Um, but the ball bounces out of the kid's hands. <sighs> it bounces down further in the section. And this grown man goes over the railing to catch it. 
So like I saw this thing. I didn't even realize there was enough of a platform. I thought this guy was about to die. So when I saw Nolan Jones in the clubhouse before the game today, I'm like, did you see that? He was like, I did see that. I thought I was going to witness a man die at the ballpark. Oof. It was really, so he's had a really exciting weekend. <laughs> yeah. Th thankfully that did not Thankfully, come yeah, nothing fruition. bad happened, but like, yeah, he was like over the, over the, the fence Man, on the ledge. That's commitment. So like, don't do that if you're in that section. No. But yeah, the takeover was so much fun. We all had a blast. Uh, so many new faces there too. We made friends. Ooh, we like made that. long time, long lasting, maybe lifetime friends. Yeah, and props to Hurley out there. He did answer a trivia question I put out there on Friday. So it's another reason to make sure you're following at the Susie Hunter, at Patrick D. Lyons, mm -hmm. at the NVR underscore Rockies. I've accidentally ended our show. No. All right. When, I, I can I'm transition like, listen, out of it's this. It's been a really long day. We had like an hour and a half rain delay. Like I'm kind of ready to go. We can wrap it up now if you want. Uh, no, but you get extra raffle tickets when you're at any of our watch parties, of course, in the diehards only discord, which is great because, you know, there are folk, we've even got, you know, we've got people watching that aren't even necessarily Rockies fans. They might be Nuggets fans. And so they're kind of getting into Denver sports or they kind of just like what we do in our baseball takes. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate that. You can still actually participate in everything uh, on our diehards only discord and, and talk to the entire community and be a part of that. And, and if you are outside of our region and outside of our city, you can still take advantage of the game time tickets promotion because when you use code DNVR, you actually get $20 off your very first purchase on the app. And the cool thing is, in addition to just saving 20 bucks for an event, for some Rockies games, that might cover the, the cost of you and your date or you and a pal, whatever it may be. But they allow you to get your tickets closer to the start of the event. So when there are some ticket brokers or, or folks that unfortunately can't make it out to an event or they're worried about the rain coming in, they go, ah, mm -hmm. you know what? I heard it's going to rain on Sunday. I just don't even want to go at all. They're going to lower their prices as you get closer and you can take advantage of that in a really cool way up to about 60% off the face value. Thanks to Game Time Tickets. So when you sign up, either use the link in our description or use promo code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. And when you head down to Illegal Pete's, make sure you kick off the spring and damn it's it's the nearly spring? summer it's we're almost spring. summer we're kicking off summer yeah that's in it in 10 days finish off spring yes finish it there off there we go with the house beer bucket for you and your whole crew that's five refreshing 16 ounce beers for only 15 bucks sit down on the patio i mean i know there's one up in fort collins they've got a rooftop they've got a party deck at their illegal pizza i How didn't about that? realize fort collins had a party deck going on at illegal pizza any of that's the illegal awesome. pizza yeah any illegal pizza has got burritos beers and buddies Locked down, and you can guarantee that again at any illegal Pete's. Love to see that. You know, there's a lot of talk in the post game that, and and you know, we've been hinting around it all season long. I mean, we've been discussing it, mm -hmm. but it's been a matter of when's it going to happen? When's the youth movement actually going to take hold for the Colorado Rockies? And today was somewhat pivotal, besides just the results on the field with. You know, the, the walk-off by Nolan Jones and the Coco Montez uh, base hit in his debut mm -hmm. and home run, Tovar as well. The keys had already been turned over to him at shortstop. Uh, but you got Charlie Blackman going on for right now the 10-day IL with a uh, fractured hand, broken hand, uh, fractured yeah. the fifth metacarpal uh, in his bottom hand, in his right hand. Got hit by a pitch on June 3rd in Kansas City. Kind of been playing through it. The x-rays originally did not turn up any fractures. And then Doogie said, yeah, let me take a look at it again. All of a sudden, those fractures were apparent. So you almost have not a changing of a large guard, but a changing of the guard nonetheless with yeah. Blackman on the IL, Montez coming up, and these young guys now really starting to lead the team. 
Yeah, and you know, um, uh, this uh, changing of the guard in a way, definitely not by choice, because we have seen so many injuries with dudes who, uh, you know, would like to still be playing, but are injured. We are, we've been plagued with so many injuries following this team. Um, so it really wasn't by choice. It was not, you know, the circumstance that you would want to see the changing of the guard. But at the same time, these kids rose to the occasion. Yeah, that's that's actually an important point that mm -hmm. the plan B was was not by this, choice. This was not the plan. No. no one could have planned for this. So I'm glad it worked out today. Charlie said post game, you know, he had, he had a cast on his hand that, hey, this this is we're going with plan B right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so they they get a win. Uh, they're one and oh on plan B. Saturday, Nolan Jones, he had a solo homer uh, that game. Didn't have a stolen base. But the four games before that, all three against the Giants. So fun. The first one on Friday night against the Padres. Four straight stolen bases. Only the eighth player to ever do that in four straight games. Charlie Blackman, the last one to do it. He did it in five straight back in 2011. So first, Brenton Doyle with all the tools in the toolbox, similar to a young Charlie Blackman. Mm -hmm. Now you got Nolan Jones, who you can throw into that mix. And he can also play a little first base. And we haven't seen third base yet, but he might have that tool in his box as well. He has been all over the place in the past couple of days. Yeah. First base, right field, left field. What a versatile young man. Frequent flyer miles. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, he doesn't have to go too far for that. Batting, uh, going into uh, today's game, and, and I think he might have helped himself out a little bit, 393 batting average, fourth highest in the National League uh, from the start of the month of June. You know, there are a lot of mental lapses in that game on Saturday. Kyle Freeland going into the windup with Manny Machado on first base, who gets a, a running head start. He ends up coming around and scoring on a single. That was pretty critical uh, during what was just a 3-2 loss. Uh, he talked about that and said, yeah, that was that was a mental lapse. He, he uh, did say, which I thought was interesting, that he could have kind of just balked and give Machado second base. He could have also just thrown a ball, like a pitch out. That would have been a ball on the hitter. And Machado still would have been at second base. So he actually decided, you know, I just need to execute this pitch. And I couldn't really, you know, argue with him. In that moment, the mistake had already been made. He went to the windup. The umpire threw the ball out to him. So it kind of threw him off uh, his game a little bit. It was an 0-2 count. And that, you know, play like that kind of was the difference. Another key play in that game was very subtle. It was, uh, it was in the eighth inning, I want to say, when oh, Tovar... Oh, that crazy... It was the, that crazy it, catch? It was Machado's... Hand, hand, oh, no, glove, glove, little... face, hand, as AJ Casavelli from uh, MLV.com. hit his glove twice, it hit him in the face, then he caught it with his bare hand near the tarp, was not officially a tarp play like Nolan Arenado. He got the ball in really quick, and ultimately, Tovar didn't really know this rule. Um, you know, did, did third base coach Warren Schaefer know? It, it's hard. So what happens is you can tag up on first touch, and that means if there's a guy in left field, let's say it's, Mid, mid range. It's not shallow and it's not deep. And you go, ooh, this is going to be close. Mm -hmm. If the right fielder lets the ball hit off his mitt and he just kind of keeps upping it to himself mm -hmm. and gets closer to the infield, you're like, well, he hasn't caught it yet. I can't tag up. You outsmarted me. That's unfair. You can't do that. So first touch, as soon as it hits that mitt, you can tag up. So as soon as it touched to, uh, Machado's mitt, he could have tagged up. Um, but didn't know the rule. Also, it was a, a play that was kind of in between. Mustakis had said, 
you know, after the game on Saturday that you didn't know if Machado was going to catch that standing up. If he caught it standing up, he just turns around, fires a, a strike to home plate. Tovar's out by a mile. So it very much was an in-between play. I was going to say, that that it has to be so hard to read. It yeah. has to be so hard to tell, like, what Machado is doing over there. It was such a weird, <laughs> such a weird catch. What such are you a doing over play. there, What Manny? are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> he, was, he was making it out there. And Doyle, too. It was the same kind of in-between play. Uh, I see where he was going. It was run on first and second. Ty was scored 3-3. I think it was Tovar lashes a ball to left field, and he thought it was going to get down. Now, even if that ball had gotten down, it would have been close. Doyle's trying to score from second base. A decent throw from Soto might have gotten Doyle. So he just takes off, and he's like, I got to go full steam. Soto lays out, actually catches it, doubles off Doyle at second base. So you can say maybe it's a mental lapse, maybe it's some kind of mistake on the bases, but it, it's being aggressive, and there was so much aggression on the base pass the last two days uh, from these young guys. So I'm I'm okay with it. it mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it, they were costly, but I don't know that they were you know full on errors uh, in the grand scheme of things. I'll give them a pass. They they were learning experiences. Yeah, and so so here's Freeland, uh, very short, very brief, good performance overall from Kyle Freeland talking about his performance on Saturday, but he just was not good in all the wrong spots, unfortunately. Kyle seemed like he had pretty good fastball command, but they battled. They, they ran the pitch cup count up a little bit. What, what did you feel out there today? Yeah, they, they grinded me out, that's for sure. Um, obviously, you know, five innings, 90 pitches, um, you know, shows what their, what their lineup is capable of, but thankfully was able to keep them off the board as much as possible, uh, give the offense a chance to, to win a ball game. But he said that you guys had a discussion about whether you should go back out for the sixth. In his words, he said he kind of emptied the tank. Is that how you felt? Yeah, I mean, he, he came up to me after the fifth inning and asked me if I emptied it there, and, and I told him, yeah, I did. Um, you know, big situation right there, uh, runner on third um, with Sanchez up. Uh, yeah, it was, it was time to empty the tank and, you know, prevent them from scoring there in the fifth and, and, and taking the lead. Um, so yeah, uh, that was the conversation. Are you surprised that Machado was able to score on that single in the first inning? Yeah, no, I wasn't. Um, that was an absolute um, lack of mental focus on my part. Um, got got the ball back from the umpire, and for some reason went to the back of the mound and just lack of focus and towed the rubber in the windup instead of the stretch, and I didn't hear. Anyone yell um, until I was, you know, fully into my delivery with my leg up, and at that point in my head, it was the first thought in my mind was execute. Um, you know, hindsight, you know, stop the movement right there, take the box, let him be on second, or you know, throw a ball on purpose, and uh, and, and again let him let him be on second. Um, but my mind went straight to execute the pitch. Uh, tried doing it, and Sanchez hit a single with Machado on the run, uh, free hit and run for them, pretty much. You would have liked a little bit more length from Freeland, only the five innings, but as he said, emptied out the tank there in the fifth. Uh, you know, bullpen, you know, did a did a pretty good job. Uh, although Bird comes in, does walk the bases loaded, two RBI single for Fernando Tatis, and you go, this guy again. It was nice mm. when he didn't pop the play for an entire year, right? Right. <laughs> I miss those times. It was kind of nice. And then Friday, man, that was uh, that was another loss. Nine six loss at the hands of the Friars. Homer Fest, five home runs, three off of Gomber. Uh, I think that ties a career high for him. Two off of yeah. Peter Lambert, and uh, first loss for Gomber since that that real rough one against Pittsburgh. 
uh, where he kind of you know let his emotions out a little bit, mm-hmm. gave up 11 hits, uh, career high for him on that, most by a Rocky starter since Marquez. Um, yeah, and, and fifth time this season already that a Rockies starter had allowed three home runs. You know what the crazy thing is, though, about Friday's game? I'm going to walk you through how crazy it was. So Friday was 6-9, June 6th. You Darvish, the first strikeout he had was his 69th strikeout of the season. Oh. Um, Austin Gomber's ERA going into this game, 6.99. And the score at the end of the game, Rockies lose 6-9. And you know what the temperature was first pitch? I don't think it was 69 degrees. I don't actually know what it was. <laughs> I don't think it was. Well, it I just floated out there. I would have, I would have had a full-on meltdown You'd have been ready for that I would have been ready. <laughs> you would have been ready. That's okay. So the okay. signs were all there. If 69 is your angel number, like, good for you. You had a good Friday. There it you go. It was not, not a good night for the Rockies, though. Let's. Well, we're not going to play some weird, wild, and wonderful, but we're going to talk about the weird, the wild, and the wonderful. And, and you brought up, I guess, I guess it's weird. But in a way, it's kind of wonderful. I mean, not if you're a Rockies fan, but you brought up you Darvish. He earned the 100th win of his career. Only the second uh, pitcher, Japanese-born pitcher, to have 100 wins in their career. Uh, he's behind Hideo Nomo, who famously threw a no-hitter at Coors Field mm-hmm. against the Rockies. The only man to ever do that. Uh, Nomo has 123 wins. Tenth pitcher all-time to record his 100th win against the Rockies, and only the fourth at Coors Field. Mike Morgan in 95, Wilson Alvarez in 2004, and also Derek Lowe with the same L.A. Dodgers as Wilson Alvarez in 2004. So weird, I guess. Wonderful for him. Weird in general. I think it's wonderful for the game of baseball. You know, even though this was not a good night for the Rockies, this is still something that, like, we get to see greatness. And it's still, that's a great moment in baseball history. Great for him. We had so many, um, there were so many Japanese media members there. Like, it was just an influx. (laughs) The press box was actually packed. Pretty much no seat went. Wow. Went uh, on occupied it was it was a really cool night it was cool to see i wish you know didn't have to be against the rockies but it was it was a cool moment a lot of the news agencies for those more star players uh in japan south korea there's there's someone from a news news agency that their job just is to report on that player's game so yeah. i mean like hasan kim you know from south korea mm-hmm. he's one of those guys from san diego the wild of the weekend i mean we already talked about manny machado i mean we're gonna be seeing those clip that clip for just years to oh. come. Who was it earlier in the year where we said, oh, it's going to be on the highlight reel of this player's just all-time <laughs> either plays or games or moments? This one, you know, might might do it for Machado. There was another one. I can't remember what I it can't, was. Well, this season already feels like it's 500 years long, so I really do not even remember what... I don't remember what you could be talking about. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's. Uh, but just, what, what, which uh, Machado play are we going to be talking about? The, the juggling act. The glove, glove, face, hand play. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that might be how we call it. Was it was an all timer for Machado. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a pretty good play. Pretty good style. Yeah, he mm-hmm. covered a lot of ground in that. So props to him. Definitely wonderful. Definitely wonderful. Four, count them four. Colorado kids pitching in Coors Field this week. Of course, we had the Doublemint Twins. Tyler and Taylor Rogers of the mm-hmm. San Francisco Giants. Kyle Freeland on Saturday from Thomas Jefferson. A day game, too, on Saturday. That was also weird. It was weird. It definitely threw everyone off. A lot of people for who were here for the takeover, too, were like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that this had to be a day game. And the guy, and the guy that you, people may have forgotten, Stephen Wilson. 
from Dakota Ridge High School uh, got in the game on Saturday in relief for the Padres. So that's kind of neat. All of those guys, you know, at once. And we know Lucas Gilbreth is in the ballpark and Pierce yeah. Johnson, uh, who did get to play. Oh, look, I forgot to mention him. Pierce Johnson. We got yeah. five. We got. He was in the mix Baker's- this week. Yeah, he was in the mix mm-hmm. uh, in in a in a really cool way. So uh, I like to see that. Um, I wonder, you know, do you think Bill Schmidt's sitting there like, oh man, look at all these. Colorado-born pitchers that are not pitching for the Rockies. Like, it's got to be driving him nuts because he likes to hoard them. Oh, he's got a spreadsheet. He does. And he, those... Bill Schmidt definitely has a spreadsheet of every pitcher who has ever even been to Colorado. It, the question is, is it on uh, the Google Drive? Is it on, a, like, a desktop? Or is it just in a notebook, like an accountant's notebook? Is that where a spreadsheet <laughs> is? I don't know how old school he's getting. I don't know how old school, but uh, there's... Next time, next time we're at the park, uh, you know, in like basically two weeks after this really long road trip, you go up to Bill Schmidt and just be like, all right, what's your spreadsheet like? Come on, let's talk shop. I love talk. I, <laughs> I love going up to, to other folks saying, what's your spreadsheet sitch? Yeah. You know what I mean? I get some interesting responses to say the least, but uh, what's, what's not an interesting choice because it's a choice a lot of folks are making right now, and that's... Breck Brews Avalanche Ale. Mm-hmm. That's just the choice now. Look at I, this bucket of Avalanche Ale we have going on here. Bucket of bottles, baby. I love it. I, I love mean, a beer bucket. I we we should keep <laughs> we should keep count. I'll start a spreadsheet of all the barbecues that we go to this spring and summer and even fall. There's still some nice days in fall where you go to and no one's they're not really supporting DNVR, but they've got Breck Brew, right? Mm-hmm. They got the 15 can sampler, they got Avalanche Ale, and you go. Oh no, that's not for me. It's just it's just what people drink they didn't in do Denver. That for me, it's just like the best beer you're gonna find in Colorado. They just know it's got that touch of bittering hops, which is kind of perfect for this time of the year. It's yes. really delicious. And find out where you can get your Breck Brew Avalanche Ale over on breckbrew.com. They got a really cool thing. It's called the Breck Brew Locator. You can find the beer you're looking for. Yeah, like you can do it from your comfort of your own home. You don't have to keep driving to every liquor store. You just do a Google search and it'll tell you right in your neighborhood where you can get that. And it's it's super, super convenient. It's great. Yeah. And of course, it works across the country because you can find Breck Brew all over the place. You can. When uh, I visit my family in North Carolina, you found I it. can find Breck Brew there. Shout out to Nicholas, our intern, who is from North Carolina. Boom. That's it. Can is 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 Nicholas, are you allowed to yes. even go on the Breck Brew Locator website? He's 21. <laughs> Just checking. Nick had some he had some uh purple margs with us last night too. Ooh, or yesterday afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you know if there's any locations nearby Andy that has the Breck Brew? Did you uh, use the oh Breck Brew God. locator for that? He's talking about my dad. Uh you know what? I actually will have to check. <laughs> That's my the- dad, my dad's so funny. Like my dad can have like one beer and then he's just like and then he's tipsy. And he's Whoa. very I know. You would think cause he's a big guy too. Like he's really tall. Like you would think like, oh, this guy's a tag. Does like, he not drink no, a lot? Maybe is no, that why? No, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. Yeah. My family, right. not really big drinkers. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And then there's me who had two purple marks at the game yesterday. I was like, whew. Living your best I? life. A That's 20 it. something? That's it. Living <laughs> the best she? life. Well, if you're not living the best life right now because you've been hurt in some kind of accident, fear not. Because the Breck Brew locator is nice and can tell you where you can find some Breck Brews. Backus and Shanker. Backus and Shanker. They're going to help you out if you've been injured in a case. And they've got offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. But you know what? You don't even have to go to their offices. All you have to do is give them a call, and they'll already start working for you for free. They'll consult with you for free. They'll work on your case for free. They're going to do that until they win money for you. They've done it to the tune of over $1 billion. Billion with a B. With a B. With a B, man. Mm -hmm. That's how they do it. B is in Bacchus, B is in Billion. Yeah. 
That's what's up. That's how you can remember the folks over at Bacchus (laughs) and Shanker. Give them, give Shanker some love as well. So yeah, call them up. Two, 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 two. All Tulewitzkis, all Alexi Almaristas. Mm-hmm. Not Coco Montes because he's, he's number, number three. three. He's number three. Yeah, Coco Montes. That's a prime number right there. It is. I mean, that is a. I mean, literally, it's too. literally a prime number, but also, also like literally. that's a really good number to wear. It's good, a good for one. him for getting such a good number. R.I.P. Dom Nunez. But if you've been injured oh my, in don't an say accident, R.I.P. He's alive. He is. He is. <laughs> He's just dead to you. Where? <laughs> who? Who is? Who? Who does Dom Nunez play for now? Wait, where is Dom Nunez? Yeah, it's Cubs. Uh, he's in Iowa. He's in Des Moines. Oh, he's he's in... hanging out with Kale Sorbo right now at a oh, wedding somewhere that's in Des Moines. Right. Yeah, Kale Sorbo's at a, a <laughs> wedding out there. Um, but seriously, if you've been injured in an accident that wasn't your fault—car accident, motorcycle—we're even talking rideshare, a pedestrian, trucks, scooter—give them a call. Two 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 two. Find out if you got a case for free. Because you know who wins? Vegas and Shanker. We also are going to win because we're going to have a lot of fun right now. Because Susie's, Ooh. it's time for Susie's segment. <laughs> segment three. Yeah, we haven't played this one in a while. We're going to play Say What. Oh. What? What? Oh, I had, to, I had, you asked me to. Say oh, what? Was it rhetorical? The Say What? Have these what? like little quotes always been in the background of this graphic? If I. Uh, yeah, actually, I worked really hard on this like well, you know a year what? ago. I'm just noticing what it says now. If I, I wanted to put really someone the in the hospital, I could. I easily could. Okay. <laughs> these are actually the first ever say what quotes you gave me. Oh, these Whoa. are good. Yeah, it was totally unhinged. I, what, and I, it's a nice little memento. Like for all, you'll always know what your first say what quotes were. I, I love that. Say, usually I can't see the monitor this well, so maybe my eyesight's getting better. I ate some carrots today, so... There you, there you go. There you go. All right, so we're going to play Say What, where I give Patrick some out-of-context quotes, and he is going to guess who said them. Patrick, are you ready? I've never been more ready in my Don't life. Don't you dare Google any of these quotes. What? I'm not. Get Here, that. Get can that. you start all, all of your questions with, hey, Siri? Give me your laptop. <laughs> start, start by saying, hey, Siri. <laughs> oh, oh no, these. you're just hopping in the chat. Okay, I'll, I'll forgive you. So, uh, Siri on the computer just went off. Oh, my God, uh, Patrick. Oops. Sorry, Siri. I mean, okay. Look, no hands. Look, Mott, no hands. I'm going to get it. I'm going to run it. I'm going to run this. All right. Let's start with with our first quote. Wait, are these all at least from the last week? These are all very recent. These are all very recent. Okay, quote, baseballs are all different. They feel different in a pitcher's hand. Patrick, who who said this? I'm already out. I'm already out. (laughs) This looks like a manager's silhouette. I will say that. A manager with... That's not even a baseball bat. That's a fungo bat. That Good eye, Patrick. So who is carrying around a fungo bat? Baseballs all feel different. They feel different in a pitcher's hand. I mean, you know what? I'm going to say Buck Showalter said that. It's just a random guess. <laughs> Buck you know likes what? talking about right stuff like division, that. Right division, wrong dude. Um, Philly's manager, Rob Thompson, said this on his ejection <laughs> yesterday. Oh, so, uh, I didn't catch this. He got, so, all right. So Aaron Nola kept like throwing balls back because, you know, they just didn't feel right. Okay. And the umps decided, you know what? You're using this as a way to kind of manipulate the pitch clock. So, um, uh, Rob Thompson did not like this. He took offense to this. 
he ended up getting ejected. He was so worked up to the point where he gets ejected. Uh, but, you know, he was adding, like, you know, listen, like, in these later games, like, sometimes the balls are, like, sweaty. Sometimes they're dirty. They get slick. Like, the ump sweat gets on there. Um, and it, he was just upset at the fact that they weren't going to let him switch out the baseballs. Because at that point, it's just, like, the umpire's discretion. They can just decide mm. if they think that it's being used to manipulate or not. Mm. And, you know, in the rules, you're not allowed to manipulate the pitch clock like that. But at the same time, who is to say that, you know, just switching the baseballs. So anyway, Rob Thompson got ejected for it. Uh, but, you know, just let us know that all baseballs are are different. Like snowflakes. Like snowflakes. And humans. Mm -hmm. Human snowflakes, baseballs. I think he got ejected for coming out of the dugout with the fungal bat. That's kind of threatening. <laughs> I'm assuming that was a photograph that was... That's why you got to be watching on the DNVR Sports Channel live on oh YouTube. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, and it's kind of fitting that Aaron Nola would have been doing that, um, especially considering everything that Phillies uh, have had to deal with at Citizens Bank Park just this season. An article had come out recently about uh, the pitch clock being very much different in Philadelphia than all of the other ballparks. Hmm. So uh, the Phillies have had their fill. And, uh, yeah. Their fill? I, I, I could... Yeah, I could, uh, I could see... The umpire saying, I know what you're doing here, and uh, we're going to put our foot down. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. they did. They made an example of it. and um, Feet were put down. Feet were put down, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. Some other stuff was put down. Let's go to the next quote. <laughs> quote, this is my expletive. Shohei Otani. <laughs> did he? No, 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 no. Um, Who said this, Patrick? Of what would? Can you tell me what it's in reference to? Or is that going to be too much of a giveaway? Um, it was, you know what? I'll just, I'll tell you. I'll give you, I'll like okay. really throw you a bone here. It's in reference to a walk-off home run. Oh. But this wasn't Nolan Jones. I put this together before sure. Nolan Jones won this incredible game for us today. Yeah, no, he said freaking. Like he was, he actually he did a good job. <laughs> kind of hurt a little. He caught himself. He's like, was, this was freaking, was freaking awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he's that a good a really boy. really fun moment. Rockies got good boys, for sure. They're good kids. They're nice young this men. This is my... And I get a feeling this is a lip-read situation. This wasn't a post-game microphone in front of someone's face. This has to be a full-on lip-read. I'm thinking, you know, I, I didn't get to see uh, all of yesterday's scores to know who did it. I'm going to say Randy or Rosarena. I'm going to give some props from Team oh, Mexico. Oh, man, no. You know? I, I mean, he would, You hear your boy, Randy or Rosarena, right? That's my boy, but I know the answer. This ain't the answer. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Team Mexico yeah. and Yaya wearing his Team Mexico hat. Looking fly as hell. Big Trejo, Rowdy, and uh, Rosarena fan well, over Trejo here. Trejo went down to Albuquerque today. He did, but he still, he still has a place in my heart, and, and I'm in Denver, so he'll always be here. Yeah. Yeah, quick update on those transactions. Trejo <laughs> does get... <laughs> Trejo. Oh, yeah, to we didn't talk about any of the actual transactions that happened earlier to, today. Yeah, to let finish. me show this one, then we'll jump well, in. You know yeah. what? Let's okay. reveal yeah. the quote, and then we can... Look uh, at this producer producing over about, here. Okay, we're going to get through this game, and then we will go through the transactions, because so much happened today that we didn't even like get into. Um, so, yeah, you were wrong. It's not <laughs> Randy or Rosarena. Uh, it, was Will it was Will Benson oh. of the Reds. He yelled this to the Reds dugout when he hit his walk-off home run. Yeah. Nice. That, yeah. that was a 14th inning. I think was, that was in the 14th inning. It was a crazy inning. one. It was a crazy Something one. that the Rockies would know nothing about. They know about walk-off home runs now. They just don't know about extra innings. Mm -hmm. We're up to, like, 76. I thought today I, was going to be the day... I was like, I this, jinxed it. this yet, game really could have gone much longer than it did. Jinxes aren't taken right now. Jinxes aren't taken. They're not. So, yeah, Trejo went down. 
Sensatella on the 60-day, Blackman on the 10-day uh, I said we were going to get through the game. And I'm then, not going to so. remember. And then Brian Servin did get called up because Elias Diaz, not on the IL, but did get, did get hit He's hard in the He's like, helmet. yeah, they're being very cautious with him. Obviously, yeah, you good. know, we want him to be as healthy as possible. Right. We want him to be well. Uh, I got to say, it was really good to see Brian Servin. Yeah, it was cool. He's just like, he's a great personality. Yeah, he's, he's uh, a good dude. He's part of the really good, good dude parade. Him. Part of the good dude parade. <laughs> All right, we got one more quote, Patrick. Don't you dare freaking cheat right now. Um, uh, are you ready for the next one? All right, quote, I think it got blown out of proportion. It's just friendly, competitive banter, but I guarantee you if you, if you were to mic both dugouts, you're going to hear certain things that people could take offense to. Patrick, who, who said this? I have no idea. I'm trying to think of just a highly competitive game. Well, you know what? Um, we'll we'll talk on Monday's show at, at 1 p.m., of course, about uh, the Rockies going back to Boston. Uh, but do you know where Boston is right now? They're, they're on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball uh, playing the Yankees. So I'm thinking we could have a little Boston-Yankee rivalry business situation mm. going on. Hmm. That being said, I still have no idea who would have said this. Josh Donaldson. No. <laughs> oh, no, very no, specific. no, no, um, no. Right city, though. Yeah, not, not, not the... Um, oh, I, I had the right series? No, right, right city. Right city. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this was Pete Alonzo talking about the Mets-Braves series. So there was a point where, you yep. know, he yelled from the dugout, oh, throw that pitch again. That got picked up by a mic. Uh, Atlanta fans didn't necessarily like that. They kind of booed Pete Alonzo the next day a little bit because, you know, everyone heard it online, but... He's like, listen, if you were to make up all the dugouts, like, please, you're hearing worse stuff than throw that pitch again. Yeah, and you also mm -hmm. had uh, when, when he got hit in the hand and went down yeah. and left the game. You know, I, I I saw the clip that was in question, and I wasn't 100% convinced. Uh, I mean, Atlanta fans have misbehaved before in the past. They so do I be wasn't entirely convinced, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they were celebrating the fact that Alonzo did have to leave that game. Uh, he's on the IL now. He's miss. Uh, he's going to miss at least three to four weeks there uh, with that coach. So maybe he could be out the same timeline as Charlie Blackman. I think Blackman's going to be out longer mm -hmm. than what was suggested at at uh, four to six weeks. It maybe could be ten. Uh, pure speculation, but I know. Yeah, we don't know it's yet. Rough. We don't it's know rough. yet. I just I can't believe Charlie Blackman was playing through with a broken hand for a week at this point. Or how does it happen in which? It wasn't broken or wasn't fractured, and then it becomes fractured. Like, well, wouldn't you have still buddy, been able to notice a hairline fracture? I mean, Buddy did say, like, sometimes x-rays are not conclusive. Yeah, and that's true. And this is just one of those that's cases true. where it just didn't pick it up. I'm, I'm assuming it was a hairline that didn't get picked up, mm -hmm. and then it became more full-blown. But that's the kind of gamer that Charlie is, where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to just play through this thing. It's, like, yeah. it's a broken hand, but... It, to him, it's just a thing. It's, that's just yeah. that's what he does. I know. I feel I feel awful, and of course, this is just it's such sad timing too, because this is his last year on his Rockies contract, and you know we're missing this. This could be like you know precious time that we have left with him playing for the Rockies. Man, I I if you asked me yesterday, I would have said he's gonna play two more years. He's going to get a two-year deal somewhere else or a one-year deal with an option. But then I think about his family and go, I think he would like to just be with his family. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you can kind of uh, have your cake and eat it too and say, trade me to a contender. Or if a contender comes knocking, mm -hmm. I will go and, and, and do that 
and maybe see if I can win, win a ring by the end of this year. And if it doesn't come to fruition, too bad, so sad. Now I will call it a career. But he's got to get himself healthy now. Uh, that's kind of the biggest obstacle. And, you know, would he, uh, would he agree? He's got a 15, I believe, a 15-team no-trade uh, clause in his deal. But he also has 10-5 rights as a veteran. So if he gets traded to the New York Yankees, the question is, does he put the kibosh on it? Or does he sign himself a nice razor deal with Harry's or oh Gillette's to shave that beard down and make a couple bucks on the side. That would be the most dramatic facial hair transition in, I think, all of baseball history. Although Odor had to um, shave his beard when he came over sure. when he went to the Yankees from the Rangers. And like to the point that we're like, there was a story out where his daughter had never seen him without his beard. So like his daughter <laughs> cried when right. she saw him for the first time. And like that's that's what would happen to Charlie Blackman. Yeah. Poor little Josie. She'd be so That'd upset. Be and you'd, you'd She'd be like, who is this man? With that, with that chin. I mean, He's got I would a assume. Dimple. His wife hasn't even seen it. Yeah, I would assume that's what uh, they would all be thinking. Yeah, it it would be the most dramatic uh, since since huge. Johnny Damon. Like that was that was <laughs> wild when he went and did that. And man, but at least he had signed like a four year deal. Yeah. Charlie could potentially be doing it for two months. I don't, I don't even want we'll to see. think about it, Patrick. Well, good thing we're not going to talk about it because <laughs> then we don't have to worry about then it. We just don't have to talk about it. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, we can maybe like on, on Twitter where we have a lot of fun and talk about a lot mm-hmm. of things. You can check us out over at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D. Lyons is where I live on the Twitter sphere. Um, and I live online on many platforms. You can find me at the Susie Hunter, including Penguin Club. Are yeah. you a Penguin Club? Club Penguin. Club Penguin. Club Penguin, please. Sorry. Yes. See, I did I lose cool points. Yeah, I, mean, I knew you what did. it was, but I knew what it was, so nothing. Yeah, okay. That's right. fine. That's yeah, fine. I don't right. care. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I appreciate you giving us some Club Penguin momentum a little bit. Yeah. But you know what they say about Club Penguin momentum? Oh, what, what do they say? <laughs> uh, it's They say it's off the rails by that point. No, they say it's only as good as your next show. So we will see you here tomorrow on the DNVR Sports Podcast, uh, live on DNVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube.